0: Plus.
1: Welcome to Theater Geeks Anonymous. At this time, we ask that you turn off all cell phones, unless of course you're using them to listen to this podcast, in which case please keep it on. And please refrain from any flash photography as it is dangerous to the performers of this podcast. Please be advised that this production may contain strobe effects, loud or sudden noises, nudity, and... But probably not... And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy
2: the show. Don't you see? It's so simple. Step one, we Google the biggest flops on Broadway. Step two, we find the crazy stories behind them. Step three, we see how they lose millions of dollars. Millions? Broadway isn't cheap. A lot of fancy people want to be producers. Step four, find out why the show won't go on. Step five. And this episode and head to Times Square.
1: Times Square,
2: that'll never work. Only Broadway successes are in Times Square. Oh, oh, oh ye of little faith. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> What's up, Theater Geeks? Hi geeks. <laughs>
1: That's it. That's it. We're, We're done! done. We're Bye! Bye!
2: <laughs> Let's try that again. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. What's up, Theater Geek? To Theater Geeks Anonymous, the show where we talk about... <laughs> 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 the show where we talk about <laughs> Broadway Flops, Shat, oh my god! <laughs>
1: Ooh, oh never my know. goodness! We did one before <laughs> hey guys! <laughs> okay, take two. Take ten.
2: Welcome! <laughs>
1: oh gosh!
2: Okay, Ooh, that's good stuff. That was funny. That was a minute and fifteen of was- funny. <laughs>
1: We're doing great. How are you guys doing? Oh, man. I gotta <laughs> tell
2: you. Okay, so, you've stumbled upon Theater Geeks Anonymous, a show where we talk about Broadway flops, scandals, and new works, 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 works. <laughs> who sues, who fails,
1: we tell their story. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> and we tell it with pizzazz. We tell it with pizzazz and lots of laughing. Lots of laughing. <laughs> it's a prerequisite for being on
2: this podcast. You have to just laugh at everything. To,
1: yeah. If you, you don't to. have joy, you're not going to like this.
2: Oh, no way. <laughs> well, no, I should say, if you don't have joy, you've come to the right place, because laughter is contagious. Yes. I couldn't remember the word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. We've really started off at a Ooh, roll boy. here. Like, we, you know, we need probably <laughs> <laughs> It is hot. It is. It's really hot. And it's neither of us are New summer York. people, oh, so it's summer. a lot.
1: It's a lot.
2: Ugh. <sighs> It's just awful it's it's like 90 degrees with 110 percent humidity
1: it's nasty and you walk out you've barely walked a couple feet before your pits are sweating already oh
2: man you know I try to be very careful about how much skin is exposed during the summer because I have to be worried about getting burnt um and of course I still spray myself down but like I can't I have to wear like as little clothing as possible because the heat is just too intense right now it's awful do you know what else is too intense? What? Today's show.
1: I'm very excited. <laughs> because like every time you say the title, and I said this to you before, mm-hmm. I think it's a vampire show, and it actually has <laughs> nothing to do with vampires. Nothing at all.
2: <laughs> Today's show is Liz Estrada Jones, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually based on uh, an adaptation of Aristophanes' Liz Estrada. Aristophanes was basically the father of comedy. He was like the guy back in ancient Greece who wrote the very first comedy and that is Liz Estrada. So this show is based on that. Uh, the plot of the show is—it's uh, basically—it does closely parallel the plot of the ancient Greek play Lysistrata, with some artistic liberties, obviously, <laughs> um, to bring the story into the 21st century. Uh, but in the original play, Lysistrata leads the women of Athens to stop having sex with their husbands and lovers until the long-lasting Peloponnesian War is finally ended. In the musical, the men's basketball team at fictional Athens University has lost every game for the last. 30 years when a cheerleader named Liz Strada Jones or Lizzie J transfers to the school.
1: Is that actually what they call her? It Lizzie is Jay.
2: Lizzie J. Lizzie J inspires the girls at the school to stop having sex with the team members until they finally win a game. I think, <laughs> I mean, I don't know.
1: I may, I mean, so, so I have heard like, so I love football, right? Mm-hmm. And excuse me. Okay. So I love football. And something that I've heard uh, often is that they'll tell the players, you know, before we have a game, there are some things they w- don't want them to do. Like, they don't want them out late, you know, partying and drinking. Mm-hmm.
2: And I know I know what you're going to say, because I've heard things, the same thing.
1: Right. And then also, like, they're like, sex. Yep. Maybe, maybe not,
2: guys. Don't do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> you'll deplete your, I don't Energy? know, something. It's Something maybe? to do with the testosterone. Yeah. But it's got to be linked to the to the energy in some way i don't know so
1: i've i've heard so this is not a a shocking
2: plot line yeah (laughs) it would have been in ancient greece i would imagine although i'm sure they didn't have the same ideas about sex that that we do here in puritanical america (laughs) uh so the book was written by douglas carter bean his works include the screenplay you're gonna love this too Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie <laughs> Newmar. <laughs> I
1: loved that title. I did too.
2: And I love the movie. It's such a good movie. Patrick <laughs> Swayze and Drag. Oh, love him. He's pretty. He's gorgeous. He's well, all of like them a are. Pretty... Even uh Wesley Snipes is like a pretty attractive mm, woman. He's meh. I, I mean look, it's hard because he's so muscly to, yeah. to think of him as anything but a very muscly dude. Yeah. But he's got some he's got beautiful skin. <laughs>
1: it was also um john
2: linguizamo
1: freaking love that I man i do love him <laughs> he he also made a pretty lady
2: he did mm-hmm. he did and continues to whenever he decides to dress up yeah. and drag it that, that wasn't the only time no. i can't remember what it is right now that i'm thinking of but it'll it'll come to it us will. like at the end or something <laughs> Um, But in addition to that screenplay, he actually wrote several plays, including The Country Club and The Little Dog Laughed, which was nominated for a 2007 Tony Award for Best Play. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also wrote the book for the musical adaptation of Xanadu and was brought in to help doctor the book of Sister Act, for which he was nominated for a Tony Award for Best Book of a Musical. So this guy's no schlub. I like the word schlub. It's It's a good word. It's a good word, schlub. Liza Schlubba Jones <laughs> that doesn't work very well but it's fun to say <laughs> music and lyrics so he uh, Douglas Carter wrote the book music and lyrics for Liza Strata Jones came from Lewis Flynn in addition to writing musicals Flynn has composed scores and songs for over 50 let's zero 0 productions uh, around the country including the Tonya nominated The Little Dog Laughed on Broadway and often collaborating with New York playwright sensation Charles Bush who wrote The Divine Sister and Die, Mommy, Die. Uh, He, Lewis Flynn, has a super eclectic career. And if you have a chance and are interested in doing so... Uh, y- you should totally visit his website or okay. Google him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's lewisflynn.com, but don't quote me. Just Google him uh, okay. because he's had his hand in a lot, and it was too much to include in all of the research that I put together. Is
1: it Lewis, L-E-W,
2: or L O L E W I S okay. and Flynn, F-L-I-N-N. Oh, I. Yeah. Okay, I would
1: have thought
2: why. I would have too. Yeah. At first, I was saying it was Lewis Finn, and then I realized there was an L in there. <laughs> so I'm glad I found that out before I was recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally, the show was directed and choreographed by Dan Nechke's. I have no idea if that's how you pronounce his last name, but that is how I'm going to say it. This show was his directorial debut on Broadway, but he had lots of work on Broadway as a choreographer, including 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, (sighs) Xanadu, 110 in the Shade, The Revival, and Sondheim on Sondheim. The Revival with Audra? Uh Uh-huh. Oh. I know. She's gorgeous. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He, Dan Netschke, has received nominations for the Tony Award uh, for Best Choreography and also the Drama Desk Award uh, for Outstanding Choreography for Xanadu. Okay. Both of those were for Xanadu. The productions of Liz Estrada-Jones... We're actually, see, we have talked about this before where we think, you know, one major mistake that most of these flops oh, no. make is that they don't do out of town tryouts. Tryouts. This show is not like that. Okay. And so this show will read like a success. Okay. And so I will get into why it didn't work at the very end. But like they did their homework. These guys were no schlubs. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what they were doing and so they they did it so the production actually started uh in dallas at the dallas theater center running from january 15th to february 14th in 2010 and it was originally under the title give it up exclamation <laughs> point
1: i know <laughs> i mean you can't see my face but i just made a want wah face that's what i did
2: she did it was a want-want face Um, I'll do a little sound effect then when you do that.
0: (laughs) Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No uh, purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: It was the next. Pr- it was next produced by Transport Group at the Judson Gymnasium in Greenwich Village in May and June of 2011, and the show began previews on Broadway at the Walter Carr Theater in November. Uh, let's see. November twelfth, two thousand eleven, and it officially opened on December fourteenth of two thousand eleven. But closed on January eighth, two thousand twelve, after thirty four previews and about thirty regular performances.
1: Why am I shocked at how recent this show is? Like when I, I know, I like mean, when I just read. Because, like I said, I kept thinking it was a vampire show. So every now and then (laughs) I'd Google it so I wouldn't continue to make that mistake. But it doesn't matter. I still do it. (laughs) Um, And I read the synopsis. I just automatically thought, oh, well, this sounds like something somebody would write for the 1950s. No.
2: 2012, everybody. Shocked. I know. It is kind of shocking that it, I mean, I guess, I don't know. It's so interesting because I think, too, I will get all of these shows mixed up in my mind Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll be like, Oh yeah, that, yeah, that show that happened so long ago, but it didn't actually, it was actually the most recent. And I was, I was misinterpreting or uh, my brain was miscommunicating which show was which. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that might happen a lot with people that are in the theater world,
1: (laughs) Especially,
2: especially now, because we just talked about this before we started rolling. Um, these shows happen so quickly yeah. that it's like, if you blink, you didn't even know it existed.
1: Right, right. So. And I wasn't, that was like my break from the city right then. I was like yeah. And I had
2: just joined Wicked in December Whoa. of 2011. So I was out of the city as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, and it happens so fast. So the reviews were fairly universal, uh, backstage and New York times loved it. And they thought it was made, uh, that it had made the very successful transition from off Broadway, but other publications, including the Hollywood reporter variety and the associated press were on the fence. Only the Chicago tribune was fervent in their dislike of the show. Their main problem was essentially that it was filled with campy comedic antics with no stakes, um, and they ju- it was just too summery and bubbly for the time that it was on Broadway, which was the middle of winter. Okay. Um, most of the reviewers agreed that the show played much better in the more intimate venue of the gym uh, at Judson. And some suggested that it would have been more successful had it stayed there. Ben Brantley, our friend at the New York Times, mentions <laughs> that such a summery and bubbly show, this is what I mentioned before, might have an issue playing in the dead of winter in New York City. But his opinion was very favorable. Um all of these reviews are available to read. Maybe not all of them, but most of the ones that I've mentioned are mm-hmm. available to read. And I just discovered and I had <laughs> to pass excited. on the information. Um a website called didheelikeit.com. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like an aggregate review. Uh, website, so mm-hmm. this guy reads all the reviews and then he puts for each show uh, which reviews were good, which were on the fence, and which were bad, mm-hmm. and it's like all on one page. So all I had to do was like click on the link for the show that I wanted, and then I could bring up all the reviews. So it was actually really a cool. Awesome. I know I loved it. <laughs> it was such, and it, the, he's got this a very large archive of Broadway show reviews, so you're you can read to your heart's content. <laughs> So, what went wrong? And I mean, at this point, we're like, nothing. They did everything right. Uh, I think that it really all boils down to the fact that the cast was made up of entirely unknown talent. Okay. According to Playbill, quote, the usually powerful chief critic of the New York Times raved about it downtown and uptown, penning a genuine money review for its commercial transfer. But ultimately, there was not enough box office interest to support the starless musical. In my opinion, that is very accurate. Uh, yeah, Broadway is expensive mm-hmm. and even more expensive, and I feel like we've gotten away from the roots of Broadway Mm -hmm. uh so much that we can't really go back anymore Mm -hmm. you know you can't do a show for less than 10 million dollars which is kind of ridiculous as far as my little brain is concerned but you know you also have to look at it in terms of like a family of four you know they're gonna fly in from Iowa they've got four plane tickets they've got a hotel that isn't I mean that's even if they're just here for three nights, it's expensive. that hotel is so like at least two to three hundred dollars per night. Exactly. Yeah. You've got all the meals that they have to buy because the hotel's not going to have a kitchen in the room. Right. <laughs> uh, and then you're you're you know you're going to pick a Broadway show. Well, Dad's going to open up the backstage, and he's going to say, "Okay, these are our choices, but are you going to go see The Lion King or are mm-hmm. you going to go see Liz Estrada Jones with nobody that you know in it?" Right. And that's Ultimately, I think the deciding factor for some of these shows, and that's really sad, it's, it's and disappointing. What
1: has to? I mean, usually, although one of the shows I'll talk about, um, it was a property that was well known. But usually, if you're going to have an unknown cast, you usually try to have a property that's unknown. Yeah. Or if you have an unknown cast, you try to have a property that's well known. That
2: is known. Yes. <clears throat>
1: so if you so you you run the risk when you have a property that's unknown and a cast that's unknown of people not coming to see it because they just have no gauge for what they're getting
2: it's true, and no one wants to gamble, yeah the producers don't want to gamble the venues don't want to gamble the theater audiences don't want to gamble, and it's you know that's where we kind of run into this problem and
1: when you have seventy five percent of Broadway shows not making back their money yeah it it's it's like the riskiest. Yeah, that's why I'll say again, our final episode will be the one that started the whole thing. And like, <laughs> I I don't understand why you would get into Broadway thinking you're going to make a bunch of money. Yeah, you have to get into it because like you're like, I believe in whatever yeah. is being written. Like, it yes. can't be because you think you're going to make money because it's one of the biggest risks you'll ever take in your life.
2: Very much so for everyone involved. Yeah. Oh, so, in researching the show, oh, I actually came across a video on YouTube. It is called Meet the Creative Team of Liz Estrada Jones. Very good title. <laughs> where Douglas Carter Bean um, is being interviewed along with Lewis Flynn and also Dan Netchke's, who was the choreograph- uh, choreographer and director. Um, but Douglas Carter Bean, who wrote the book, has a couple of really great quotes. At the beginning of the interview, he says, and I quote, Liz Estrada is interesting because it's sort of a cornerstone of comedy theater. I mean, it is the beginning. Aristophanes is Mr. Comedy Pants. he's the guy who taught us what's funny what he wrote about was a woman who stood up against the status quo and that in musical theater is like the sweet spot is what you always want someone going against the grain and then at the end of that interview After talking up this cast and creative team, he says, quote, it is a classical tale. We have an original score. We have an original book. We have a debut of a director choreographer and we have 12, uh, a cast of 12 unknowns. This, believe it or not, was the bread and butter of Broadway. This is what New York theater was at one time. And I think that makes me even more sad because he's right. Yeah, he is. You know, he, when you line, yes, nobody knew who anybody was at all and that saved broadway yeah it did and i'm hoping that you know we can kind of come back to that a little bit that we can come back to the shows that don't need to have millions Mm -hmm. of dollars pumped into them to be a success and i don't know that's going to happen but i i'm hopeful and i guess that's kind of the backbone of broadway as well that you know (laughs) that little sparkle of hope you know that little glimmer of oh please you know that kind of thing but it's really interesting. Douglas Carter Bean is an interesting guy to listen to. He's uh, he's very smart, mm-hmm. and uh, and the sh- I mean the shows obviously that he's written are very smart. Yeah. But uh, to listen to him talk, he is he is ten year old Pamela and ten year old Ebony. <laughs> like he he I know that he at one time was that little boy listening mm-hmm. to musical theater, going, oh someday yeah. I'm going to write or I'm going to do this. You know, and I think that that's really cool. That's Liz Estrada Jones isn't that nuts? It is because they did everything right.
1: right, right and everyone believed in it and felt like, oh this is gonna this is gonna be
2: something yeah, well, and, then- and can you imagine too because uh the cast was not, <laughs> schlub, I'm bringing up the word schlub again, I was going to say the <laughs> cast is no group of schlubs right. uh, Patty Murin played Liz oh. Estrada Jones she originated the role both in Dallas and then brought it to the transport group and then moved it to Broadway so she was in it from the very beginning Liz Michael was hetera, I think is how you say her name um, beautiful black goddess you know, Greek goddess um, gospel type mm-hmm. singing uh, through the whole show there are some other really standout performances according to the reviews. I'll let you guys read those. But, um, you know, these these people have gone on. When And, and I was researching yeah. them to see. I was like, well, I know where Patty's been because right. Patty came to, to Wicked, the National Tour of Wicked. And That's why, where I met her. Exactly. She's going to be originating the role of Anna in Frozen. Mm-hmm. She's got a recurring role as a doctor on Chicago Med right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's very successful mm. in her own right. So the fact that she was an unknown at this point is so interesting to me. And so I mean, um, the, a lot of the other cast members, Andrew Rannells, he's a, he was in it. He wasn't in the Broadway cast, but he originated the role of Mick in the Dallas uh, production Everybody with Patty Miron. Everybody knows Andrew is now. Exactly, Book of Mormon. <laughs> hello. Yeah. So and then
1: he was on in Girls, the t- TV mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Like, he's everywhere now.
2: He is. He's a household name. He is.
1: (laughs) But it's interesting. Yeah. You just never know what... what... It's like timing. It's like the perfect storm. You
2: know what? And it's interesting that you bring up timing, too, because this was... December into January yeah. and January, February on Broadway is the kiss of death. It is. If you haven't already created your base audience, you're probably not going to. And that's really the the, the sorry bottom line.
1: It's just because people in January, that's like New Yorkers like that period of time because everyone's left. Yeah. So <laughs> we no feel tourists. like, right, there's like b- barely any tourists. And so we just feel like, OK, our home is like ours right now. Mm hmm. But for Broadway, that's not the best time. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Well, and it's also, it's right after a season where everyone has spent so much money yeah. that January, February come along and they're like, mm, I'm not spending anything for right yeah. now. I need right. to save my money.
1: Right. And then they come back, yeah. like, in the summer. Mm-hmm. So. Oh,
2: <laughs> I know. Poor Liz
1: Estrada Jones. Liz Estrada
2: Jones. Can you...
1: I mean, this is terrible, but can you... Is it, like, on YouTube? You can Broadway watch HD. some clips
2: on YouTube. Okay. Um, the cast recording is available, because they did do a cast recording, and I would definitely recommend listening to it. Okay. It's fun. Okay. It's just... It's <laughs> entertainment. It's yeah. nothing... You know, nothing... It's not deep. No, it no, doesn't it's have it's to be, fun. though. It's, no, it's just Yeah, it's just fun. Uh, and the voices are incredible. You know, they've got some really, really good talent in this show, mm. so it's definitely worth listening to. But, I mean, I was... on youtube all of the day that i researched this was like two days ago or three days ago and it just led from one video to the next to the next to the next and i was like this is so fun (laughs) (laughs) the dancing is really fun like it's just really cool one of the characters, and I cannot remember her name right now, which I feel terrible about. She's got she's one of those actresses with three names. Yes. Um, <laughs> who, you know, one of the reviews said that she was a dead ringer for Kathy Griffin in both looks, but also in comedic timing. She was really, uh, and she was also one of the original cast members from Dallas all the way through to Broadway, okay. um, playing the comedic relief in the show. But she was a standout. They said, and I don't really know what she's up to right now because I couldn't really find a lot. Going on for her, but I hope she does does something because she was she's very funny, very funny. <laughs> so that's that.
1: Lizard strata Jones, oh, lickety man. split.
2: It was over like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this episode. It is. Thank hey, you so
2: much for listening. Yeah, if you could uh, do us a favor. Uh, go and rate, review, and subscribe to iTunes, mm-hmm. Theater Geeks Anonymous. You can also like, share, and follow us on the Facebook Theater Geeks Anonymous group.
1: Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at TGA B Way! <laughs> <laughs> um, and we also email us mm-hmm. at TGA at gmail.com. Please do if send you us have stories. Stories, questions.
2: Did you go concerns? to see any of these shows? Yes. What did you think?
1: Did you see Liz Estrada Jones? If you did, what did you think about totally it? And let us know. Say something about it in our
2: intermission. So. Yes. Inter- intermission so. <laughs> intermission so. Intermission <laughs> so. So yeah. Okay, thanks for coming by everybody. Thank you. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.